Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, on Twitter, at RealGilbertACP, and on Instagram, Gilbert Podfried, P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Caroline's on Broadway and the 2015 New York Comedy Festival. (laughs) Caroline's on Broadway and the New York Comedy Festival are proud to present a very special live episode of Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast, recently named the best podcast of 2015 by the Village Voice. So please, welcome your hosts, Gilbert Godfrey and Frank Santo Padre. That's for you, my friend. Thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate it. Turn my phone off. Oh. So, do I just start? No, I'm going to thank a couple of people first. I just want to thank, there's a lot of people involved in putting this show together every week, and I want to thank them quickly. Darren Foster, Mike McPadden, Jessica Wynn, our photographer, uh, Alex Brazell, Eddie Marino, Sean Marrick, Frank Verderosa, who's here, records us at Nutmeg Post, Wade Snook, who does our wonderful Photoshop and posters. There'll be some on sale in the lobby afterwards, so stick around. Uh, Andrew Steven, uh, Brian Sussman, Paul Rayburn, John Seals, Brian Baldinger, who's here, John Sullivan at Caroline's, Lou Ferranda, and Greg Charles. I hope I haven't left anybody out. And of course... The woman who makes the show go and is responsible for everything we do, Dara Gottfried, Gilbert's lovely wife. Where are you, Dara? There she is. And And real quickly, I wanted to point out another very funny man who is uh, here tonight watching the show along the wall there. Stand up. Very funny Robert Wool from Bull Durham. Say hi, Robert. All right. Mr. G? Oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. And this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we're here at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City. Yeah. 
and that's on Broadway. And it's in association with the New York Comedy Festival. And our guest this week is back with us for round two. After recording what was arguably our most popular episode... He's a comic actor, radio and podcast personality, and a New York Times best-selling author. You know him from Mad TV and The Norm Show and movies like Dirty Work and Elf, as well as his own podcast, The Artie Quitter Podcast. Please welcome one of the funniest men in comedy, and the recently appointed president of the Tracy Morgan Fan Club. <laughs> Our pal Artie Lang. Wow. What a what an exciting intro that was. Yeah. <laughs> Just a list of shit I've done. Yeah. So have you heard from Tracy? <laughs> yeah, he calls my machine once a day. <laughs> I got Walmart money. <laughs> I saw Tracy's new house, and I want to say uh, I'm happy for him. But if there's anybody here who drives for Walmart, I'll be on the turnpike. <laughs> I'll be on the turnpike driving Gilbert home at uh, <laughs> 2 a.m. at uh, exit 8 h You can kill Gilbert. That's fine. <laughs> as long as I stay alive. Was there any feedback or, or blowback or anything? I mean, we got... We you, got did, a, you got blowback? Well, we got a ton of tweets, and I mean, it was... Oh, pro- tweets, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, 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 <laughs> yeah Artie's bloated liver on Twitter was very... <laughs> well... The village, I heard from obese Witherspoon. <laughs> the Village Voice review uh, was uh, pointed out your oh, they, episode. They highlighted right. your episode. Well, so listen, come on. Obviously, a mark was made. I've always been a critic, darling. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, uh, yeah, this this got voted best podcast, huh? By the Village Voice. Right. That's impressive because every human being has a podcast. Yes. <laughs> we were one thrilled. in six billion. <laughs> Uh, but there is a tremendous lack of excitement in the room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you announced this six weeks ago. There's like 80 people. <laughs> <laughs> what other person in comedy could mention they're going to be at Caroline six weeks earlier and immediately 80 people show up? <laughs> There's more people in Aziz and Zari's dressing room. <laughs> Well, we wanted it to be more intimate. Yeah, well, yeah. me and you it, work better intimate. Yeah. This is like a clan meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Run by a Jew. <laughs> I'd like to read the minutes from last week. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I mean, the people always ask me, uh, was I kicked out of show business for the Tracy Morgan thing? I, you have to be in something to be kicked out of it. <laughs> When, when, young co- when young comics ask me now how you get into comedy, I, I have no idea. I completely forget how I got into comedy. But I know how to get out of it. <laughs> There's three words you just have to say in the right context. 
And that's comedy's ripcord. <laughs> You'll be working at a deli on Monday. Uh, but uh, so uh, it's good to be back here. And um, thank you for having me. Of yes. course. Yeah, of course. Okay. That, that was already lined, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we didn't say it was going to be a long visit. <laughs> I, you know, I, I should... I, You're a regular Johnny Carson. <laughs> I, I, Real smooth. That's, that's wild. Uh, huh. Oh, that is... No, no, I should... It usually has to be a Howard story. Uh, oh, yeah. That right. gets... Okay, so we were doing the podcast, right? And uh, we were interviewing Howie Mandel. Okay, and he we interviewed him backstage at America's Got Talent, right? At Radio City Music, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and in his dressing room, and he was nice and uh, and fun, and and uh, Heidi Klum, who I don't know, right? I was standing in her dressing room, <laughs> and she was wearing just a bra, yeah. And that was good. She's got to be your favorite German. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not wearing a clemper, Gil. <laughs> See, if Hitler would have won, it would be yeah. bro- that's all broads would look like. Let right. me tell you, for for five minutes with Heidi Klum, <laughs> I would go around the country and the, deny the Holocaust <laughs> ever happened. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Would she make you yell that out during sex? Like, say the Holocaust never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Mangala? (laughs) So anyway, Howie Mandel says to me, he goes, oh, stick around. Uh, uh, Howard Stern's coming in. And I said, no, it's, it's kind of awkward. And then... I'm waiting at one... I'm talking to someone at one end of the hallway. Right. And at the other... And then I hear Howie go, Howard, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a friend of yours like, here. See, but you haven't been on the show in a few years, so it's awkward. You don't know what... Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I step out in the hallway, and it's a long hallway, and he's at the other end, and I'm at this end, and <laughs> it, it, it's like a Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of... St- and and neither one of us approaches the other. Wow. Yeah. Was there an awkward stare down? It it was awkward and like imagine it was less comfortable <laughs> than the Central Park Jogger <laughs> and the group of young black teenagers. <laughs> That's very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of <laughs> it made it made that look comfortable. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying four four black kids <laughs> accused wrongly of beating a woman near death <laughs> and being like arraigned in court was less awkward. Yes. <laughs> than you seeing Howard Stern. Yes. Well, that's, uh, that's well put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really weave a tale. Now, Gilbert and I used to get in a lot of trouble on the show when we would, when Gilbert would come in for the news, you know, we would, all we, you know, back in the politically incorrect days, if you did a redneck <laughs> accent, you could say anything you wanted to, because you were in a character or whatever, you know. So Gilbert and I were in the news and we were saying the N-word quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, what episode was that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, that's like... <laughs> It's the one where they try to get off the island. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and so Howard got frustrated. He couldn't deal with it anymore. So he said, he looked at me and Gilbert, it was like me and Gilbert were in school and you can't, you can't look at each other, you're going to laugh. And Howard said, listen, enough. No more N-word. You can't say the N-word anymore. Yes. No more. And me and Gilbert said, okay, we're sorry. We put our heads down. And Robin was doing the news, so Howard said, okay, Robin, next story. And I swear to God, Robin said, Spike Lee has a new movie out. <laughs> That's all you heard. <laughs> you heard that, and you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> but we were in character. <laughs> <laughs> so you're here doing a podcast. How much do you make over this podcast? Oh, a fortune! Oh, it's uh, big, uh, big, yeah. money. big money. Yeah. Big money. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I could tell the people working for you. Those tell people who work for Gilbert. They, they're all like, mad because they don't get paid. <laughs> the, I don't know what you're talking about. Right? The photographer's been working for you for six months. She's, she said she's down two grand. <laughs> Artie, not to take it back to Nazis, but... <laughs> you told us backstage that you had a... Uh, there well, was no, a subject a, that you story. found intriguing. Uh, people might know about this. This is a true story. New York Magazine held a poll, uh, did a poll. Um, they asked adults, like all you know, the intellectuals that read New York Magazine, uh, would you kill Hitler when he was a baby? <laughs> a real, total, honest-to-God poll. Would you kill Hitler as a baby? And a lot of, most people answered yes. And uh, what do you think about that, Gilbert? I mean, well, I mean I'm, think, I'm, I'm doing some quick math. And... Uh, <laughs> It is killing a baby, which is hard, but... Yeah. <laughs> to, what do you think about that? Well, if, if Heidi Klum <laughs> had agreed to suck my dick, <laughs> I would go back in time and not touch Hitler at all. Now that you know, yeah, you, would nurse, I would. you would nurse him. I'd love... <laughs> you would constantly take his temperature. Are you okay, baby? <laughs> I, I'd bring him penicillin, anything. <laughs> well... My take, on, my take on it was uh, was baby, baby Hitler is a fucking no brainer. I would kill I would kill baby Ryan Seacrest. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would kill baby A Rod <laughs> in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jesus, come on, Hitler. Of course you would. Right? I mean, you saved six million of your people, right? Yes. Yes, I would do it. <laughs> Other people um, might not. But does it have to be Heidi Klum? Going to be like yeah, a... Yes. If it was Heidi Klum, I'd, I'd keep Hitler alive and happily allow the Holocaust to... <laughs> now, Artie. Yes. I heard that you saw Gilbert... I answered that. <laughs> yes. It's a bad thought, sign. I'm feel, sorry. Feel free. It's I didn't a bad get sign. my script. <laughs> Oh, mine is the blue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I heard you saw Gilbert's act on your 20th birthday. You got him with a fake ID. I did, yeah. Uh, I heard on the Howard Stern show Gilbert was going to be at Caroline's. This was by the Seaport back then. Yep, the old Caroline's. Yeah. yeah. Like about 19, I, I was my 20th birthday. Me and a bunch of my friends went to see Gilbert. Uh, that had to be 1988, and we laughed. It was fucking amazing. Really, really funny. And... Um, I work with him all the time now, which is odd. And to this day, when I work with him, I still see that same act. He's doing the same bit. 
the Ben Gazzara bit. Yeah, it's still, it's still yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Gilbert wonders why 20 year olds boom. He's making three company references. <laughs> I, I'm making Have Gun Will Travel. <laughs> These kids watch, you know, like uh, those video games, like auto, Grand Theft Auto. And you're talking about, you're talking about John Ritter falling over yeah. an ottoman. <laughs> I heard we, you. we had a gig in Anaheim once. This had to be 2004 or three, and uh, Gilbert. There was like 1,400 kids there, 23 year old kids. <laughs> yes. And Gilbert bombed so fucking bad. And at, at the end, he had to do a certain amount of time, or else he wouldn't get paid. So to kill that time, you just sang the Jerry Lewis song at the end of the telethon. Oh yes. Oh, you walk alone. Walk alone. You don't yeah, walk alone. Walk when so, you walk. <laughs> Through a storm, hold your hand up high. He, he's doing this 24 kids, 24 kids from Southern California screaming, Fuck you, faggot! <laughs> we hope you get muscular dystrophy. <laughs> And then he walks off stage like he just did like like his HBO special. (laughs) And what I remember is everyone, you and everybody else from the Stern Show were there. Like, like Baba uh, Booey was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of them. And when I walked the stage, you know, the audience was booing me. Right. I remember. And and all of all of you were off to the wings. (laughs) Great job. Yeah. Show business is about being phony. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the trip. You wonder how cheap Gilbert is. That was the trip when we got back home to New York. We were waiting for our bags, and I accidentally hit Gilbert's carry-on bag, and a bunch of creamers came out. <laughs> a bunch of creamers from the diner game. Gotcha. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need a thousand yeah. creamers in. Can, can I tell the audience about uh, Lily's uh, science fair experiment? Oh, yes. <laughs> This is your daughter, Lily? Yeah. This is Gilbert's lovely daughter, Lily, and I came over to the apartment the other night. We were recording a couple of mini-episodes, and Gilbert's lovely wife, Dara, says, "Uh, Lily's doing a science experiment. We're going to take 35-year-old toothpaste and see if it still has any life. And I said, where are you going to get 35-year-old toothpaste? And then I caught myself. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's been collecting it from hotels, from the road. I, again, Gilbert has such beautiful kids, and you could tell they've never had a winter coat. <laughs> I want to get more involved in your kids' life. I want to get them a winter coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. Going to the neighbor and asking for a cup of toothpaste. <laughs> Is that true? So you would get, toothpaste is on sale. So when yeah. it's on oh, sale, I get you, on you sale. hoard it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I hoard it. Yeah. <laughs> And you never use a cab. You walk all over the place, right? To save money. Yeah. No, no. Uh, It's for my heart. (laughs) Well, you're actually the healthiest Jew on the planet. (laughs) And that's that's stiff competition. (laughs) If it's the healthiest... Well, uh, uh, no, you, you are getting a little, like, your knees are knocking now. Like, you look very... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you, how is your health? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be dead before this podcast is over. <laughs> I asked Gilbert if he was in Vietnam. You're the only guy who was 4F in your physical from a headshot. 
all, this is the only guy I can talk down to about health. It's great. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm David Beckham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it's like they look at me and then they look at you and go, Artie, you look great. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I pay Gilbert every once in a while to come with me on a date. <laughs> I walk along with Artie, and it's like, Artie, are you working out? Jesus. A- a- model agencies approach me. <laughs> Boy, that you're with an ugly guy, but my <laughs> God, you are a young Richard Gere. <laughs> I, uh, I would kill baby Richard Gere. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how about a baby L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be a definite. That's a must. Uh, I don't know. Tom Cruise is too entertaining. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put those people, those 80 people out of work who had to find him a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that documentary, The, the Going Clear? The, 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 oh, yeah, the, on oh, HBO. I, it's I, great. I mean, there were about a staff of like 50 people who tried to find him a wife. Katie Holmes is what they came oh, up with. Yes. <laughs> Not a, I don't know about that. I mean, but um, Tom Cruise, it pissed me off so much because remember, he, Tom Cruise was talking about Katie Holmes on Oprah. And he's been a movie star, a good looking movie star for fucking 20 years. And Oprah asked him about Katie Holmes. It was like a solid, you know, Jersey Six. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Stop fucking get carried away. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. You'd let the Holocaust happen for Katie yeah. <laughs> But the, 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 he, he, Oprah said to him, oh, you see, you're, you're dating Katie Holmes, and he jumped up on the couch yeah. like he was a seventh grader oh, who yeah. just got his first kiss. <laughs> He's like, yeah! It's so fucking, it's like when you get to the end zone, act like you've been there before. <laughs> He's jumping around because he's fucking Katie Holmes. I should be fucking, Katie Holmes should be a distant memory of a blowjob he got on the set of Risky Business. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Cruise, Artie, you were, were you cut from Jerry Maguire? I was, yeah. yeah. I, I did a scene in Jerry Mc, uh, scene with Tom Cruise in Jerry yeah. McGuire. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't thrilled with me. <laughs> I'd be less thrilled with you now. Yeah, well, he's like one of those guys. He's like one of those real go-getter guys, yeah. like a guy who high-fives you a little too hard, you know. <laughs> he's always going snowboarding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> with one of Charlie Sheen's kids. He's, he's always going snowboarding. Uh, but I, so I, he didn't think I, I he, he felt I looked like a schlubby. What, what part were you playing? Well, it was not really. A, I had to play a, an annoying guy who had a sports. That's a, sport. a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> an annoying guy on a sports radio show. Uh, and uh, I go up to him at the NFL draft when uh, Kelly Preston smacks him in the face right. and punches him. Right. And I interrupt them while they're having a moment. And he kind of looks at me like, fuck off. And I leave the scene. But uh, I memorized the scene verbatim. And, it, and Cameron Crowe wrote it. And he was directing it. And it said, take a pause before you come in. In. So they stopped talking. I took a pause. I came in. I said my lines, and there's all these people. Like a guy with a steady cam who's sweating. Like you know, everybody's worried that all, everything's okay. And uh, Tom Cruise looks at me and goes, "Could you come in quicker, please?" Yeah. And everybody looked down, like, "Okay, this asshole fucked it up for us." And Cameron Crowe was real nice. He came over to me and he said, "Look, just do what he wants to do." Uh, I'll explain to him it was you know my fault and everything. And uh, you know, then I did it without the pause. And he said, "Thank you." <laughs> Real military, like, thank you. (laughs) 
And I realized Kelly Preston is with John Travolta all day, and she's working with Tom Cruise. It's like, I'm the first straight guy she saw. <laughs> I was giving off that heterosexual energy she wasn't used to. <laughs> is, John, is John Travolta coming by the set? No, he's getting a massage for some reason. <laughs> At the Peninsula Hotel for eight hours. Now, did you get arrested in the middle of that movie? <laughs> what? No. No? <laughs> no. I've been arrested. Yeah. Not in the middle of a movie. No? Oh, <laughs> you, you make sure it's not in the middle of a movie. That was in the middle so, of a... So you're a professional. <laughs> if you get arrested, but just not in the, the middle of a film. It was the middle of a TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, during a rehearsal for Mad TV, I got arrested for possession of cocaine. And I <laughs> swing at a cop. <laughs> And uh, I always tell people, people like black people always say, did you vote for Barack Obama? And I'm like, no. And they think I'm being racist. And I'm like, no, I can't vote. I'm a convicted felon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you take a swing at a Los Angeles cop with an eight ball of blow in your pocket, you can never vote again. <laughs> Was there a story, already about you leaving the set in pig makeup? Yeah. Was, was it Babe? Boy, this is, th- th- this is your life, Artie Lang. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> the most well, depressing thing ever. So, somebody backstage said, you have to get Artie to tell this story. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell it. No, I, I, we did a, a Mad TV. We do sketches. A lot of them were uh, based on bad puns. Uh, in writers' meetings, we would, we would uh, yell out puns as a joke, and we'd end up doing the fucking sketch. Like, well, uh, they told us Tori Spelling was going to be on the show once. Uh, they got her to guest star, and she was on Melrose Place at the time, so it was a big deal. And I yelled out, why don't we do the Tori Spelling Bee? And, uh, <laughs> and they said, what would that be? And we said, well, she would uh, spell the word nepotism. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. And use it in a sentence by looking at the camera and going, I like nepotism. <laughs> And they sent that to her, and I got in trouble for it. I said, that was a joke! I wouldn't... Uh, but uh, instead of Dead Man Walking, I, I yelled out Ed McMahon Walking as a joke. <laughs> they made me up as Ed McMahon, and I was fucked. I did the yeah. sketch. So we did a sketch called Babe Watch, which was Babe the Pig in Baywatch. <laughs> as a lifeguard. And uh, for some reason, I played the pig. <laughs> but the woman who did makeup on that show was a woman named Jen Ospinall. She was... Uh, Saturday Night Live alum of uh, makeup and she was great at prosthetics I, I, she put three hours of prosthetics on me on location in Malibu uh, I had to get there at four in the morning and at the end I looked like a fucking pig I mean I had the, a pig snout like the ears uh, they put six pig teats on me because the joke was going to be I had a bikini top on each teat um, and uh uh, they said, all right, you got about a half an hour before we start shooting, go in your little, like, you know, your trailer. So I go in the trailer, and I'm eating. They brought me breakfast. And I look at the, I look at the mirror, and I'm like, I, first of all, I can't get the food in my mouth. And secondly, I look at my, and it's a pig. I look like a pig eating. And I fucking lost it. I said, this is not why I got into show business. I, <laughs> I freaked out. So I called my Coke dealer, and I said, I... I <laughs> You got, you got to get me cocaine. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll never get through the day. So my coke dealer was this guy. I had a contact in New York when I was struggling doing stand-up. And when I got out to L.A., 
uh, he, I said, do you have any contacts in L.A.? And of course he did. And the guy was, he's dead now, but he was, he was a Rastafarian guy. He was the coolest motherfucker I ever met in my life. You know the Dos Equis commercial, the coolest guy ever? That's what this guy was. Like, no matter what time of the day, like 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, he was at a party in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> like Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Always had broads around him, a Corvette, just like a cool motherfucker. And he was the best drug dealer ever. If anyone knows about drug dealers, they ne- they're never on time. Uh, they tell you they're going to be in Atlantic City. You get to Atlantic City, they're late. You call them, they go, nah, man, I'm in Delaware now. And uh, you got to drive to Delaware. And, um... <laughs> So, but he would, he would beat you to the place. Like, he was fucking a good businessman. So, I called him, and he was around the area of Malibu. <laughs> I said, dude, I gotta, you gotta, I, I gotta get some blow. He goes, can you get to Duke's? It's a restaurant on the Pacific Coast Highway. Can you get to Duke's? Uh, and I said, yeah, I could do that. So, he goes, meet me there in a half an hour. So, I run out of my trailer, dressed like a pig, and full pig. <laughs> I grab my car keys, I bolt to my car, get in my car and drive away like a pig. And the assistant directors, it's their job to make sure that doesn't happen. That's their whole job. So they're yelling at me, Artie, where you going? Where you going? I do about 90 miles an hour on the Pacific Coast Highway towards Dukes. Now, I get to Dukes. He's fucking waiting for me there. I said, well, you had brunch at Dukes? (laughs) So uh, I never told him what I did. I was afraid to tell him I was on a TV show. Uh, I kept that part, you know, secret. Um, he just knew I always had money on me. And uh, I get out of the car. I approach this guy. Now, realize what he... I forgot what I looked like, you know. <laughs> I'm trying... When I want to laugh, truly laugh, if I'm down, I think of the guy's face when he saw me. <laughs> He looked at me, and I'm dressed like a pig. I forget I'm dressed like a pig in full snout and everything. And he looks at me and goes, Damn, man, what kind of shit are you into? <laughs> he must have thought I was at like, like an eyes wide shut party with the masks. And I said, oh, no, I realized what he was looking at. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on a t- TV show. <laughs> I'm playing Babe the Pig, and he asked me about the sketch. I'm like, let's talk about this later. <laughs> At my Kennedy Center Honors for Comedy, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll call you to up. say a few words. <laughs> so he gives me the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I go into my car, and uh, I, I want to you know, do a hit immediately. And I put some uh, on a key, a key of, you know, they call it a key hit. And I, <laughs> very creative. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I put some on the key, and I go to do the cocaine in my car, looking around for cops. It's broad day. It's like 8 a.m. People are jogging. <laughs> like, hot chicks are jogging with their dogs, you know. I try to get the coke in my ear, in my nose, but I can't get it through the pig nose. <laughs> I couldn't get the cocaine in the pig nose. And I'm thinking to myself, I gotta be the only human being on the planet who's ever had this problem. <laughs> So I was so desperate, I said, fuck it, I gotta, I gotta break the nose. Three hours, <laughs> three hours of prosthetics. I broke through the nose, I did a hit it a couple of them, I felt better, I, I raced back to the set. I stopped on Topanga Canyon in the, uh, there, there's, there's always hot chicks around, hiking and shit. And, uh, and next to me, there was a beautiful girl in like a Lamborghini, like, looked like Christy Brinkley on vacation, she was smoking. And she, I looked over at her, and this is what she, she, she was looking at me, and this was, this was her face. <laughs> and I, I 
because I did another key hit. And I realized she was looking at a pig doing cocaine. And uh, I re- rushed back to the set. They saw my, I had another hour to fix my fucking nose. All day I kept breaking the nose, like every half hour. And uh, it was terrible. They put us in a little motel uh, to, uh, to stay overnight. And because we had to work the next day and I had to be there at 4 a.m. again. At some point in the middle of the night, I shit the bed. I shit my pants. <laughs> Just all the badness came out of me. I woke up, I woke up the next day. It was like, it was like Waltz and the Godfather with the blood. <laughs> with the horses. <laughs> it was all blood. It was all shit. I took a boiling hot shower. I had no time to clean it up. I put the bedspread over it and I left. <laughs> we finished the sketch. On the way home, I realized that the room wasn't in my name. It was in the assistant director's name. <laughs> so I almost got them fired and they had to probably pay for a shitty bed. And, uh, but they never said anything to me. They were professionals. They never said anything to me. <laughs> so that's the story. <laughs> It's worth it. <laughs> what, uh, our first Godfather reference, you want to talk about some old movies? Sure, you're a, yeah. You're a movie guy. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, can you tell first? Oh, come on. Uh-oh. This, this, and, and, and this uh, pales in comparison. <laughs> I should have closed with the Yeah, pig. yeah, yeah, you got it. you can't. Tell story about the time you twisted your ankle jogging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't, you can't open with I was shitting dressed as a pig. <laughs> but I, I remember you telling me you were in, a, in your apartment with your girlfriend. Right. And you called your dealer. Right. And he was going to come over with some drugs. Yeah. And, and your girlfriend said to you, uh, you know, we should do something fun. <laughs> we should go to Hawaii. <laughs> right. And, and, and you said to her, in a couple of minutes, I'm having Hawaii delivered here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when she started packing. <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. You got that story out of the way? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great impression of me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes, it's like I'm what when you do a podcast. <laughs> what you wanna do is have a microphone in front of you. Because that records it better if the microphone is by your mouth. If it's behind you, then it sounds muffled. <laughs> and you true. want you want to get a lot of listeners. <laughs> if you get hardly any listeners, they consider it out of failure. Well, you took the microphone advice, but not yeah. the... <laughs> Work on that second thing. What do you guys want to talk about? You well, want to talk... <laughs> Wait, let's just try to get a little bit on what theme. Do you, what, do you, what movies are you going to talk about? Some some stuff from the seventies. Last time you were on, we talked about Godfather. We talked yeah, about sure. how you were obsessed with the Odd Couple and the Honeymooners, and we were all well, over the, yeah, we were I, all I, over the place. That's all I watched as a kid. I mean, again, I, I think Gilbert has a similar uh, experience of uh, 
if I if if I didn't watch the Odd Couple and Honeymooners when I was, discover them in the first grade, I could have gone to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> the space I took up in my brain. Yeah, me too. And we just and lost Al Molinaro, uh, Murray the Cup. I know. I yeah, saw Murray couple died of, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Uh, people, I hate when people think of him as from Happy Days and not the Odd Couple. Yeah, that was in all your bits, Happy yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no one mentioned in, in the Odd Couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was all Happy Days. That's fucking depressing. One mention of him is Murray the cop. It's depressing as hell. People are known for the shit that they do, not the good stuff. Well, like when Rod Steiger died, and I mean here, like my applause. Who knows who Rod Steiger is? Oh, good. All right, all right. So here he's done. You know, uh, on the the waterfront, the heat of the night, the porn broker, broker, uh, legendary. Al Capone. He's the best Al Capone. Yeah. And when he died, all of the news channels were showing that scene in Mars Attacks <laughs> where he's yelling and they shrink him down tiny and they, oh. they turn his voice to a Mickey Mouse sound. That's sad. And I thought, that's, that's what, what would they What would they show for you when you die? <laughs> that they, gig, is there tape of that gig in Anaheim? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got the the parrot in Aladdin, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Right sure. And then uh, you got the uh, tweet about the calling Koreans not. What'd you care about Korean? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese. There's the Jap where you call oh, yeah. Japanese. Get it right. You said they're not human. That, that one. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Hot to trot. There's Aflac. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be a uh, funky monkey. Funky I monkey. was in with what about Bill, the Bill The Bill Cosby episode. You're in the you're in the most watched Bill yes. Cosby yes. ever. Yeah. Now, yeah. Did, did he try to rape you? Did you see him? What do you mean try? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got the part. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a big show. He but didn't what have did, to rape me. What for did it. they? <laughs> He he wasn't there on a Thursday. Or Can something. I let me just fuck you in the ass and, and the part's yours, Gilbert? Oh! <laughs> let me stick my black dick in your little Jew asshole and and it'll make you scream out. Oh! <laughs> that that should be yeah, when you die. That's a bit. That's the old bit. In memory. <laughs> My, uh, the thing that surprises me the most about the Bill Cosby uh, story yeah. is how good he got at putting women to sleep. <laughs> like, it was like he became an expert Vegas hypnotist or something. <laughs> On three, you're going to go to sleep. You're going to go to sleep. And you're asleep. You're and I'm not raping you. I'm not raping you. <laughs> I'm not coming on your back. I'm not coming on your oh, back. Oh, God. If you find cum on your shirt, that's Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> and you're, you're awake. You're awake. What did he tell you, though? He told you something about why... The, the assistant director told you why he wasn't there. Because he did something every Thursday. Oh, my God. This is a, this is a true oh story. Oh, my God. I don't know God. this story. Yeah. Yeah, this story I heard from someone who worked on the series... That it, when you were dating Tempest Bledsoe. <laughs> that uh, there was a certain portion of the day set aside, like <laughs> oh, 3 God. o'clock or whatever, <laughs> where, where he <laughs> allegedly... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, throw that, please where, throw that in. Where he gave... Uh, he taught uh, 
Asian models. <laughs> he gave comedy lessons to Asian models. And this is why there are so many right. funny Asian well, models that's, now. That's, that's, that's why in the 90s we saw so many funny Asian models. <laughs> so specific. Like, yes. Who would say that with a straight face? Like he, oh, he gives Asian models comedy lessons. What? But, and, but, you, you would tell somebody who works for you under no circumstances. Do you tell somebody, I give Asian models comedy lessons? <laughs> See, but to prove it's true, I, I just today, a Chinese girl came over to me and said, Hey, and you go Connie Chung used to sign off the news. Like, this was weird. Now it makes sense. Connie Chung would sign off the world news tonight by going, hey, hey, hey. I. Uh, uh. I was fucking Lucy Lou. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest thing she's ever done. And, and in the middle of orgasm, she yelled out, Hey, Zagali, and you go with Now, the, the, the local newswoman, Kitty Tong, I used to, I used to fuck her. And at the, uh, when she orgasmed, she would yell out, Jello brand pudding! <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy, the kid on Fat Albert had that mask with the eye. Oh, yes. Uh, Connie Chung needed slanted eyes. <laughs> you mean Mushmouth or the other guy? Wow. Spe- speaking of Asian models... I'm going to do a segue here. I'm glad I'm in shape. <laughs> you you want to tell uh, Artie who, we're, uh, who we've been pursuing to be on the show? Oh, uh, uh, Pe- Papillon Susu. She is what? the girl. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Papillon Susu's mom. Is that the, the, the person Steve McQueen played in the movie? No. 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 She was the girl in full metal jacket who went, oh, me so whole. Wow, really? No, actually... Actually, when it was re-released in the 80s, she said, Me so horribly, Now, Papillon, I've seen you real. Could you, have you thought about trying that another way? Me so me so horny. She wrote the biggest hit to Live Crusoe. Yes, yeah. yeah. She's she's actually not even in show business anymore. Yeah. Somebody tracked us. Tracked she's her not down in for show business. <laughs> <laughs> like, Neither is Matthew Modine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
just seriously said, she's actually not in show business anymore. (laughs) She's a foot doctor living in London. (laughs) Kid you not. Uh, yeah, because we uh, called her and yeah. she said, she... I'm a footlander <laughs> and I'm taking the feet and I'm looking at the toes. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fungal infection on your toes. <laughs> oh boy. By, by any chance, are you so horny? <laughs> So horny, I could go. Oh, <laughs> me so horny. Oh, that's fucking funny. Ah. Uh, you want wow. you want to talk about some seventies mob movies? Nick, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like young people don't remember seventies movies anymore. It's a, well, they, this, they already I, forgot. You them. know, our show is you know it's all that kind of arcane well, shit be, and old, people, old like, movies. I, a kid will come up, it's flattering, but a kid will come up to me and say, you know, my favorite movie of all time is Dirty Work. I go, I go, you really should rent The Sting. <laughs> Gil- Gilbert is not a fan of The Sting. Uh, the, not yeah. a fan? Why not, not a fan of The Sting. Why? I didn't do it for me. Why? Yeah. yeah. I, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so Honestly, it's one of my favorite the, things. The five of you in the audience can leave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like The Sting too? Yeah. Oh, Jackie yes, Gleason. with Jackie Gleason and Mac Davis. Right. Oliver Reed. And That's right. Terry Garr. Right. It's a yeah. classic. No, but why don't you, what, what, you just didn't like this thing? I never really got into those whole, uh, you know, scheme movies. And I always rooted for You make for it sound the, like an episode of The Rockford Files. But yeah, I, I always rooted for the villain to win. Well, you like Robert right. Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're rooted for Robert Shaw's character. Oh, well, yeah. I, he's, yes. that, what about he's, his performance he's that alone? Is like, yeah. you're past posting, aren't you, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> Plus, you got all those great character actors in there. Harold Gould and Charles Ray Walston Arne. and oh, Charles Durning and Jack Kehoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, but for Robert Shaw alone in that movie, it's just fucking uh, You know, uh, you see that guy, Floyd? Take a good look at the, that face, Floyd. Because if he ever finds out I could be taken by one lousy grifter, I'd have to kill him and everyone else looking in a muscle on my Chicago operation. <laughs> Pretty good. You follow? <laughs> have, them, uh, have them taken care of. We've got to discourage this sort of thing. Nothing fancy. You follow? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the books. No, I do. I, I enjoy that movie a lot. Well, we, okay, what, what, there's no, like, con movies you like. You don't like any, uh, uh, like, what do you see when you see a scheme movie? A crime movie? What do you mean by a scheme movie? What about House of Games? That's a good con movie. The, oh, the David House Mamet of movie. House yeah. of Games. I That's a good one. I never saw it. Who's That's in good. that? That's good. Joe yeah, Montana. It's a David uh, Mamet. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. David Mamet a lot, yeah. But uh, how old is that movie? 80s. House of Cards? It's huh. about your career. Yeah. <laughs> House of Games. Oh, no, House of Cards, I'm sorry, that's with, uh, uh, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's in that. <laughs> you, did that. I told you that story about what my uncle, my uncle told me about the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you that? No, The I last don't know. five years of his life, he's an old Italian guy. It's the funniest thing I think a human being has ever said. <laughs> uh, some of you might have heard me do it, because I did it in my stand-up, but uh, it's worth telling Gilbert here on the big podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the last five years of his life, he would eat mozzarella like an apple, just like eat it like you know. <laughs> and he watched nothing but 24 hours, seven days a week, watch TV. And his favorite show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, I got up the bulls one day to ask him about. It. I said. Uncle Sam, what, what, why do you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I go, what is that show about? And he looked at me dead serious, and he said, it's a Jew broad, fights Dracula. Hilarious. I said, you should write the synopsis in TV Guide. Broad fights Dracula. <laughs> but I thought of the research. You got to watch the end to see her name, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. I figured it's a Jewish name. <laughs> and he said, Drac- plural Draculas, plural. <laughs> it sounds like one of those William Bodine one shot Jewbroad fights Dracula. Oh, yeah. I laughed for. That's the only thing I've ever had a quote. For my personal life, I didn't have to change. I, I for my stand-up, I said it as is, and I got to laugh. <laughs> it was like ready. It was show ready. Yeah. <laughs> but would, I, I like like the Seven Ups. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. You like all that stuff? How could yeah. you not like this thing? It's, yeah. I, to me, it's the best script maybe ever written too. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do it for Ellen. I hate, absolutely hate. Any of the uh, Ocean's Eleven no, movies. No, I, I yeah. do too. Horrible. The Sinatra ones you could laugh at because they're goofing on everybody. Yeah. You can tell. Like Sinatra just yelling at the director. You could probably yeah. see it. Um, but yeah, the other ones are like, who needs to see those guys get laid in Vegas? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I, you've been in all the Problem Child movies. Is that why you... <laughs> so you, you think, are they better than The Sting, you think? Yes. <laughs> Even even Problem Child 3, which no one saw. Have you turned down any Problem Child? No. I haven't turned down anything. Are you the only no. actor? Are you the only actor, even the Problem Child, that turned it down? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah they got a different yeah, Problem Child. 3. Problem Child 3 was made for television. <laughs> didn't have the kid. Yeah. Didn't have John Ritter. Just you. Didn't have the, just me. Well, yeah. Weren't you in the animated version too? Oh, the problem yes. Child's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh God, that was horrible. <laughs> that was, it was. It was one of those cartoons that looked like a flip book. Where has better animation. Uh, so what? So what do you get paid for? Like the TV version? Do you give away your salary? Do you, do you talk about money? Oh, yeah, uh, yes. Well, you're, you're very tight with money. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Me? <laughs> well, how much, what are you worth? You've saved every dime. Yeah. <laughs> Have you fully spent your first check from SNL in 1980? <laughs> I, I haven't fully spent my check from Chuckles in Long Island. <laughs> I'll remember that place, Mineola Long Island. Oh, yeah. Island, so oh, yeah. yes. My Long gone. Yeah, that's gone. Oh, you Jer- guys from Mineola, all right. Yeah, wow. Jericho Turnpike. <laughs> yeah, that place didn't have too many dirtbags in the audience, man. <laughs> that place was classic for drunk Met fans. Uh, yeah, if you, got, if you were bombing, you just had to say Wally Backman, and you'd got to fuck up. <laughs> what about some of these, uh, Artie? Charlie Varick, Friends of Eddie Coyle, uh, some fr- other crime films from Coyle. the 70s. Yeah, Friends of Eddie Robert Coyle. Robert Mitchum. I- what, what else? Robert Mitchum and Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, 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 Stephen Keats. Yeah, and Alex Rocco. in that. Yeah. yeah. That's a TV film. No, it's a no, feature. No, no, it's I a never feature. saw it. Yeah. Oh, oh, very good. You gotta oh, see yeah. it. 
Yeah, it takes place in, like, New England. Yeah, it's very good. Point Blank, which we talked about on the show with Lee Marvin. You ever see Prime Cut with Lee Marvin and Gene Hackman? Yes, I've seen that. Not in a long time, It's a great one. My God. I just remember Lee Marvin as a kid. The first thing I remember about Lee Marvin was some woman was suing him. Oh, Michelle Triola. Yeah, Michelle Triola. The palimony. Right. That's right. Yeah. One of the first, like, remember Dan Aykroyd used to do Jane, You Ignorant Slut? Yeah. 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 That was one of the first subjects of the Jane, You Ignorant Slut. (laughs) They were talking about Lee Marvin. (laughs) Jane, You Ignorant Slut. (laughs) He called Michelle Triola a swamp, rapacious swamp sow. (laughs) (laughs) And dried up slunk meat. But that was like the first big divorce. Like, she she took him for a lot of money. First palimony case. Yeah, yeah. And I heard a story that Roger Ebert right. was once sent to interview Lee Marvin uh-huh. at his pool, and Lee Marvin's there in a bathrobe and a bottle of scotch and right. a cigarette, and they, they had their little dog bouncing around there, and, and, and his wife, who had been out of town, yeah. uh, just is coming back with her suitcase, and she says hello to everybody. And then she sees the dog has something in its mouth. Right. And she goes, oh, watch that in your mouth. And she takes it, and it's a pair of women's underwear. (laughs) Wow. And she goes, these aren't mine. (laughs) And Lee Marvin looks down at the dog and goes, bad dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's that's when... That's Guys crazy. were so much cooler. <laughs> they were so much cooler back then. That's like a Sinatra. One of my favorite Sinatra stories. He was golfing with uh, with his uh, manager, and uh, his personal appearance agent called him up and uh, gave the manager an offer for Sinatra. They're on the golf course, and it was like seventy five thousand dollars to go sing for like an hour at some place in Arizona. And uh, the manager said, uh, "Can you want to do this on Sunday?" He goes, "How much?" Uh, and the guy yells back to Sinatra, $75,000. And Sinatra says, tell him I got that on me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so you're saying it's not enough. I heard... Bad dog. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? I heard you talking about Frank Sinatra and Angie Dickinson on one of Artie's uh, episodes. Uh, well, I, I remember... I, was that the one with the driver? Yeah. I, yeah. I once had... Uh, this woman picked me up at the airport, right. and we got into a conversation, and she claimed to be the the love child uh, of Frank Sinatra and Angie Dickinson. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. she she's driving you, so... Yeah! <laughs> so <laughs> stuff's so not going well. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't get any of the policewoman yeah. money? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Nothing from strangers in the <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the first shows. What was the the movie where uh, Angie Dickens? She's like about forty five, but she's in the shower. And she's oh, walking, dressed to kill. She's washing her pussy. Yeah, dressed to kill. Yeah, the I Palma. remember seeing that. And uh, I've always held a woman up to those standards for washing pussy. <laughs> she really pays a lot of attention to them. Our, uh, the first U.S. president was washing pussy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is an educational show. <laughs> What about the uh, with the election, Gilbert? Do you do any? Uh, pro- <laughs> yeah, he's very do you political. Do any, uh, yeah, you do any political? He's very uh, political. Current stuff. On yeah, that? He's like Mark Russell. How about that Eisenhower? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a lot of stuff about the war. Oh right? yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about Trump? You liked, I heard you taped a special. You, you like Donald Trump, don't you? Because you were on Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you, I, you didn't get the job. No. Dennis so, Rodman got the job. So, so yeah, surprisingly. You lost out a job yeah, to yes. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's not rebounding a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> There's one job Dennis Rodman's qualified for. <laughs> You've never done political comedy, have you? In no. All, all the years. No. No. It interferes with the Norman Fell bits. Yes. Yeah. It, it's in the way. Well, it's out of the 18 jokes yeah. that he does. Yeah, right. But no, you know, well, Trump, the, would you be scared about Trump getting in? I mean, as, as a... As, are you registered as a Republican or any Child molester? <laughs> he goes door to door. Those fake teeth ought to be expensive. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, I'm trying to get arrested before the next election. Uh, all right. Well, Let, let's talk real quick, and then we'll take some questions. Because we talked, we talked about old TV with you on the last show. Yeah. And we didn't get. I mean, I know you were into the Odd Couple. I know you were into the Honeymooners. I heard you guys talking about the old Dean Martin roasts. Oh yeah, my God, they were great. And Foster Brooks. Right. Don Rickles. And yeah, and Rickles and Ruth Buzzy. And Every the- joke they do. I saw Red Fox get. Uh, Red Fox was getting roasted. Every joke they do would get them thrown out of business. Out of show business today. Oh, yeah. Right. Every single joke was the right. most offensive racist joke. <laughs> and it was on Channel 4 at like 8.30. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, really crazy stuff. Like, what, what did you... Did you say you heard a joke that Rickles did or something about Red Fox? I... That one I had... What, the, the one bit I remember, I, uh... Oh, this... Oh, oh, yes. Somebody told me a, a bit, a joke. I think, I, actually, Ed McMahon. I met Ed McMahon. Right. And I asked him if he had any Benny stories. And he said when he was starting out in the business, he got luckily invited to a roast. Of Jack uh, Benny? Of, of, no, of Georgie Jessel. <laughs> and Jack Benny went up. And so he was already thrilled to right. be looking at Jack Benny. And Jack Benny goes... You know, George has to fly to Israel tonight. You see, he's got a cunt in high <laughs> And he goes, I don't mean a woman. I mean an actual cunt. He wears it for a toupee. <laughs> Uh, anybody under 80 years old can beat, tra- beat the traffic at this one. I, uh, you know what? Johnny Carson. Johnny yep. Carson said yep. this about Red Fox. He said, uh, it's good to, to be roasting Red Fox because his ancestors came up with the idea of roasting people. We, we, we have George Schlotter coming on the show, the creator uh, yeah, of Laugh-In, yeah. is coming on in a couple of weeks and promises to oh, tell yeah, some no, yeah, he produced, great Red Fox stories. He produced stories. all of them. And yeah, all, all Rickles the would do would, uh, would be like a stereotypical black accent. He wouldn't even tell a joke. <laughs> he also produced... Like, Hello there. <laughs> and, oh, and remember that, that TV movie of the Rat Pack? Yeah, yeah. with uh, Ray Liotta playing. Oh, yeah. 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 And HBO, John, yeah. Don Cheadle. And, uh, Don Sammy. Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Is Sammy, because he's always funny. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and they've got parts in there where it's like you see Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra do like a black joke. Right. And, and now... It's not because it's a, a current film. Right. They zoom in for a close-up of Don Cheadle <laughs> with tears in his eyes, looking downward. Uh, I'm so <laughs> hurt by this. Yeah. And I'm thinking Sammy Davis was rich and getting loads of pussy. Yeah. He didn't mind the black Of joke. course not. Yeah. I think it was, and it was white pussy, though. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the Swedish pussy and the racist jokes coming. I'm fine. <laughs> no, but, but t- there's nothing more politically correct than TV. TV commercials now. The last time, the only time in the last 20 years I saw a white guy rob a house was for a commercial for a burglar system. Yes, and it's... it's <laughs> God. And it's a black guy protecting the house. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a black guy in an $800,000 house. Yes, <laughs> And a, a white guy, like, from the 30s, like a Queens Irish guy going, <laughs> Where do you keep the dough? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, those commercials are unbelievable. Or, or the, the, the beer, the Pepsi commercials during a football game. It's a, a, an Asian kid, a white kid, a black kid, a Spanish kid. They're all watching the game together. Yeah, oh, yes. Like, when, when the, where does that fucking happen? <laughs> That's like the Google waiting room for fucking... Right, yeah. You guys well, were also talking about Billy Saluga on the old... Uh, Billy Saluga? Uh, yeah, uh, Ray J. Johnson on the oh, old roast on your, your, <laughs> on your, you your show. you call me Ray. <laughs> First of all, yeah, we, we... You know the Ray J that Kim Kardashian blew? <laughs> yeah. Our generation has a Ray J, too. He's, like, <laughs> he's a white guy that talks like a black yeah. guy. <laughs> you could call me Ray J. <laughs> You, you can blow me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ray his J was whole, on like the old uh, yeah the roast Red Fox stuff. Yeah, he yeah. built a lifetime career <laughs> of like going out in kind of a zoot suit and a big hat. You guys remember Ray, uh, Billy Saluga? Does Ray J Ray. Johnson? Well, uh, you could call me Ray or you could call me Jay, but you don't have to call me Johnson. That's the guy, and he built. A career, right? On that. Absolutely. Well, it was like Father Guido. Oh, yeah, oh, it was yes. a similar kind yes. of, you know, like a well, like he, but a he was a great persona. writer. Don yeah, Don Novello. Novello. Yeah, great writer. He wrote a lot of stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> you could cover. I just realized that's the same name of the guy Kardashian blew it. I forgot about that. We got to get Billy Saluga on the show. Oh yes. Do one show with Billy what and Papillon Susu. If he's alive, he's got to be. Oh, in he's the, a, the he's actor's alive. home. No. He's <laughs> How do you know he's alive? You're talking about oh, he's alive. Like I'm supposed to know he's alive. <laughs> And he was 62 in 1978. <laughs> I just met a Korean girl in a massage parlor, and as she was jerking me off, she said, well, you could call me Ray, or you could call me Jay, but you don't have to call me Johnson. <laughs> yeah, there's that, the promo. That was, a, that was his act. That's going to bring in a lot of the young kids. <laughs> I can see the review, the review of the festival, the review of the festival, of the arts and leisure section of the New York Times. Gottfried's Ray J impression set the tone for the classiest, smartest festival we've ever seen. Obviously, you haven't been listening to our, checking out our bookings. Uh, the Billy Saluga talk. Yeah. On the Gilbert Godfrey Colossal Podcast. 
was hard to follow. Artie, he, was, he spent weeks tracking down a woman who was in the movie Ghost of Frankenstein for five minutes. Who did? You did? Yeah. Janet yeah. Ann Gallo. Really? As a yeah. child star. And as a child actress. What, 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 did you find her? Yes. We got her. She was the little girl who's playing ball in, uh, in Viseria. And these uh, boys take the ball and throw it on a rooftop. Yeah. And Lon Chaney Jr., as the monster, shows up. And, and he carries her up to the roof to right. find the ball. Wow. And, and she, she said on the show that she was a little, you know, she was like five or something. And she used to play hide-and-go-seek. With Lon Chaney and Bela Lugosi. You jealous now? If we were gonna, if we were playing a game show called "Guess What Part of This Podcast Will Be Edited Out," <laughs> I'd have to go. It's got to be the Lon Chaney Bela Lugosi <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> oh God! You're right. We're gonna edit that out, Art. <laughs> All right, let's take some questions from these people. Uh, anybody, anybody about anything? Gentlemen, right there. Oh, uh, you want to know, how, do I know any Asian women? Okay. <laughs> do you want to know yes. what my, my website is? Good question. Yeah. Oh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal <laughs> podcast on gilbertgottfried.com. Of course. Subscribe to it on iTunes and sideshownetwork.tv. You can sit down. <laughs> yeah. No. What do you got? No, no, What's the question? Oh, Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife's going to get a look at the big city, man. I don't know. <laughs> she ain't going back to Rochester. <laughs> Uh, let, let me just repeat it oh, so the mic yes. so the mic picks it up. You want him to do an impression of Gary Delabate when he, you, you uh, recently he, called him. Yeah. Thanks for giving a question. We need a half hour setup for sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just show a two hour documentary yeah. on the lead up to your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we 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 yeah. So my wife called him and asked. Uh, is Gilbert Ben? Well, you have been on the, the show, show four years. Yeah, uh, so maybe I was a little suspicious. <laughs> and and he goes, oh no 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 no, nothing like that, nothing like that. We just don't use comedians on the show. We don't put comedians on the show. We don't. And I'm thinking, oh, that's an entertaining show. Well, the, the, that that morning, Chelsea Handler was on. Oh yes, yeah. but then I realized that's probably means <laughs> they don't consider her a comedian. Because <laughs> no comedians do. <laughs> and, and we were talking about her because she was on that Ancestry.com show. Right. And they found out, like, her father was a Nazi. Right. I would kill baby Father Handler. <laughs> nice callback. Did that I answer would your kill question? baby Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman there in the white T-shirt, sir. What's the funniest film each of you have What's the funniest film each of you have seen? Artie and Gilbert. I want me <laughs> Well, having made several of them. Uh, <laughs> 
my, no, the old standards for me are take the money and run. The first Woody Allen movie's got That's four, great. It's got four million jokes in it. Uh, of course, then he married his daughter. But uh, <laughs> by, by the way, I saw Sun Yi, and she said, "I'm marrying my." <laughs> he said, I, "I'm marrying Woody Allen, and we're gonna. He's gonna put me in the van, stick his dick in my ooh." <laughs> I, I married the one Asian boy who fucked Bill Cosby. Uh, so take the money take and the run. Take the money and run an animal house. An animal I house. I'd choose two, I guess. That's I don't good. Know. Uh, my, my favorite comedy would have to be uh, House Guest with Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> house well, Guest with any, Sinbad. Look, anything with Sinbad. Anything. <laughs> anything with Sinbad. Let's that see. was such a horrible movie. House Party with uh, Belle Biv no. DeVoe. Oh, oh. What's the one that has all the McDonald's product placement? That's in house, it? house Guest. House Guest, yeah. Uh, yeah. Schindler's List was funny. and like. <laughs> This gentleman right here in the stripes. Yeah, I just Who was the funniest individual celebrity you've both met? Gil, you can go first. The funniest, go ahead, the funniest oh, individual, well, you individual mean like the, celebrity. funny to laugh at or with? Like you, we think he's funny. You mean, um, you mean comedic, someone who makes them laugh. Okay, go ahead, Gilbert. Who is that? Let's see. Paul Reiser? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yakov Smirnov. Because <laughs> I'll never forget. You're going to get your own theater in Branson, Missouri without yeah. being funny. Because he said to me, you know, in America, you see that table. In Russia, table sits at you. What a country. <laughs> <laughs> I got ready. I got. A, I got a modern. I got a modern day Yakov joke. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. In America, your men afraid of gluten. In Russia, we afraid of Putin. <laughs> That's, very That's very good. Uh, I don't know. Well, Gilbert's mine. You've got to be mine. You're one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Thank you. That part oh, staying in the show. Oh, oh celebrity. <laughs> that celebrity. The funniest, thing, funniest line of the show was said by an audience member. <laughs> <laughs> this gentleman right here. <laughs> You're considering losing weight. How do you do it, Art? I got. I, there's a chick that can help you. My trainer. She's a girl. Crystal Meth. <laughs> Let's do two more quick ones from other gentlemen standing up there. You you not you want to ask about Artie's union upbringing and Artie, what does Jersey mean to you? Uh, what Jersey means to me? Well, Jersey's the only uh, town where. Uh, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, no, I'm from a town union. Uh, here's the kind of town union New Jersey is. Uh, union is the kind of town dogs walk around afraid they're going to step in human shit <laughs> no it's uh, it's my I, my father gets a bad rap but uh, he was the greatest father ever and he gave me so much great advice uh, like how to steal a snowblower uh, <laughs> nah he was uh, you know in 1981 I failed typing 
And um, he was a real visionary. You know, now everything's based on typing. Everybody thought, in 1981, I told him I failed typing. And while he was unloading the uh, sheetrock from his van, he said, uh, don't worry, typing is for fags. <laughs> Let's That's get, why I've yet to send an email. Let's get two more quick ones. I, I want to get one from a woman. There's, but we don't have too many women that listen to the show. This lady down right in front. Skip right over politics. And I can't Politi- oh. Is this where you come for political humor? <laughs> you think you're at the Daily Show with Trevor Noah? <laughs> I like my, my political humor given to me by an underwear model. What, what's the question? He doesn't do politics. Well, no, I, I think tr- Trump is a comedian. Of course I want him to win. I, uh, he, uh, first of all, Ben Carson, there's something wrong with that guy. No one's... The way yeah. he, he talks like... He talks like... <laughs> yeah. He looks like he just ate ice cream that was too cold. You know? <laughs> or like did a line of like pharmaceutical-grade cocaine. Like, I think ISIS... Uh, it looks like he did a line of coke off of cold ice cream. But Trump, to me, is fascinating because he's, uh, he says he doesn't drink, but he always sounds drunk. <laughs> I'll build a wall around Mexico. <laughs> when that chick from Fox News challenged him, he just he said, uh, your pussy's bleeding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I, would, uh, I, I would vote for Trump as a comedian, sure. But again, I'm a felon. <laughs> Anybody have a question about the podcast or about some somebody? Yeah, this gentleman here. Well, I don't think Artie necessarily knows the story of Caesar Romero and the Caesar oranges. Caesar Romero and the oranges. Okay, Gilbert will tell it. Caesar Romero was the Joker on the Batman Correct. TV show, right? Correct. And you died out of dimwits. I didn't. I didn't want this show to go by without a mention of Caesar Romero. <laughs> this guy's a plant. Well, this is what a lot of people say to the show. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Cesar Romero and picture him in the Joker makeup. How and else do we picture him? <laughs> he uh, he was gay, uh-huh. even though he was a Latin lover on screen, and he would gather like these boy toys. Allegedly, and yeah, allegedly, and then <laughs> he's not going to sue Frank. They, they'd circle him. And he pulled down his pants and underwear, and these boy toys of his would throw orange wedges at his ass. (laughs) That's when you've done everything. Yeah. (laughs) Some people have argued it was tangerine. (laughs) We know. Well, those people are assholes. We've asked Those for people them. are homophobic assholes. <laughs> We're sure it was a citrus fruit. That's all we know. Would you have gay sex to get a part in a movie? <laughs> I'd have gay sex to get out of a couple of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. They're doing a live girl Oh, I don't think we can top that. Thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, Artie Lang. It's Thank you. Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. Thank you. Our guest was Artie Lang. Thank you, Artie. Thank you, Artie. Thank you, Artie.